Impact Hustlers, the podcast on entrepreneurs and changemakers that are creating solutions to the world's biggest problems. Impact Hustlers is brought to you by Waira UK, part of Telefonica Open Future. Visit waira.co.uk to learn how our acceleration programs can help your startup grow. And this is your host, Michael Shafrat. In today's episode, I'm joined by Tanya Diggory, founder of Karma, a community that helps entrepreneurs overcome the overwhelming nature of starting up and combat anxiety and build strong mental health. Tanya has been a founder of multiple startups and found herself struggling with her mental health as she embarked on the lone journey of being an entrepreneur. Today, she's overcome her mental health challenges, is the author of This is Karma, and is helping entrepreneurs worldwide to increase their well-being. Welcome to Impact Hustlers, Tanya. Good to have you. Thank you so much, Michael, for having me. Uh, I'd like to kick things off talking a bit about the cliche right so when you're starting your own thing you're supposed to be happy about what you're doing because you're following your passion you're doing what you wanted to do you're not in this corporate job anymore you're doing what you truly love but for some reason some entrepreneurs actually then go into anxiety and depression how does that ever happen sure yeah it's a it's a very important question i think um so It's, yeah, it's a very complex journey, I believe, you know, with the, with the entrepreneurial journey and what it entails. And I think with anxiety and depression, I mean, they are so common. Um, and really it's, it's a condition where it, it can develop over a period of time, you know. So it's really, if you sort of rewind back from that, it's the buildup of stress, um, and how that impacts you. And everybody responds to stress differently, right? But there's no two ways about it that, you know, the entrepreneur journey has its challenges, its ups and downs, and, you know, it can be stressful at times. So, um, you know, I, what I've learned is that it's important to build those kind of levels of resilience and tolerance and understanding that and really recognizing when it is that things get too stressful for you, because that's um, then when it can, develop into something a bit more serious like you know sort of long-term anxiety and depression etc so why i believe this happens uh, i think there's a few reasons for this one of them is i believe it's the expectations that we sometimes set for ourselves or we raise the bar so high and feel like we're not quite achieving it but it, it's so high and potentially unrealistic at times particularly in the early stages um then that can have an impact on our confidence you know and so we feel like oh we should be here we should be doing this we should be at this stage but who's who's to say that you know and that's the value of course of having mentors and coaches and people who have walked the entrepreneurial path to help guide you along that journey you know and and if you think about it at the start of uh, you know your entrepreneurial journey it's incredibly exciting isn't it like you just said Maiko it's about you know leaving that corporate job or wherever you were before and actually feeling empowered and ready and excited to do something new um, and you create something yourself you know so it's an incredibly exciting period but really what can happen and what is so common I found just you know not only from my own experiences but others um, that I've mentored as well is this sort of yo-yo effect you know you start up being really high really excited you know really passionate about what you want to do and then you slowly realize all that that entails for getting it off the ground for launching you know the financial investment involved um the the time commitments that kind of thing but then we can fall into this pit of 24/7 you know which is a myth really it's it's unattainable and it's not really sustainable um in the long run you know so um we start to realize that journey of okay this is involved this is involved and if we don't have that right kind of um support network around us during this time that's when it can get I believe particularly challenging so uh, where karma comes in is sort of um, you know intercepting that point before you know to try and help entrepreneurs um, you know tackle that you know before it gets to that point where they feel things are too overwhelming too stressful um, and actually empower them to make the right decisions for them and their business um, so you know the value that I found is you know during my time of being an entrepreneur is 
that the value of having that support network is just priceless, you know, and it's really needed. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs do try to just do too much themselves mm. too quickly. And then that's where burnout and those issues can come in. When you first started out with your first company, uh, when did you start to realize, okay, there is some issue that like I'm struggling with something here that yeah. shouldn't be like this? So I'm a dance practitioner. So my first business was running my own dance school um, as a local business. So, um, you know, we did really well, you know, maintained a good level for, for a few years. Um, but I, I didn't really sort of push myself much beyond that. You know, I mean, I loved it and, and I could have kept doing that. But um, I had other plans, other ambitions, other ideas I wanted to do. So in terms of stepping out of your comfort zone, it certainly was, I, I stepped out of it to launch that business in the first place. But compared to the second business that I ran, uh, which was an international events company, I mean, just saying that in itself, it's a very big leap, right? Um, and, you know, very typical entrepreneurial spark story, just, you know, let's do it. Let's launch an international events company. We brought over people from abroad you know, run workshops, seminars, film screenings, panel discussions, and it was all centered around um, the education and evolution of street dance and hip hop culture. So it was very creative, but there was so much entailed uh, with that and, and so much involved. And I hadn't really mentally prepared myself before making that leap in terms of all that, that that would entail. So, you know, it was a lot more people management, growing my team from going from being a solopreneur, as some may say, um, to, you know, having a team, managing that, um, all that that entails and, you know, growing partnerships, sponsorships, you know, in relationships with venue suppliers, et cetera, et cetera. So loads to consider, um, and loads more, you know, responsibilities. And of course, the financial pressure as well, you know, of actually the scale. So, um, I struggled to get investment in the first year, um, you know, having proof of concept and that kind of thing. So I actually invested thousands of my own life savings, um, to get it going. And I was so convinced that I would make it back, you know, at least like, triple it I just believed in in the project so much um, and it was very successful on the outside you know we did really really well and we did actually get investment the second and third year but it was that first year that really got me and that was where I, when I realized that there was um, you know a problem that I had really faced and I was struggling with my own well-being and my mental health because we, we didn't make that money back straight away of course you know it takes time to build um, you know it really was that first year of launching and we made a bit of money back but you know nothing compared to what I had hoped so really Really took a couple of years, you know, to recoup and to grow and get investment, etc. So definitely the most character building years, I would say. <laughs> um, but yeah, that during that time, I just sort of, uh, you know, I, I believe that the body and the mind, you know, have a phenomenal way of actually telling us when something's not right, when something's off kilter. And that was the biggest learning curve that I had during that time. You know, I tried to just, you know, forget it. I tried to just put it to the side and say, I'm fine. I'll just keep going, keep going. But I was working way too many hours. I wasn't looking after my well-being I you know ended up burning out and then that's when depression and anxiety kicked in particularly anxiety attacks which I had for about a year on and off which was very scary at the time um, and I did this all in the background you know I just told a few loved ones um, in my life and I was kind of just trying to cope and get by you know without really speaking out about it and it wasn't until a few years later once I'd overcome that adversity and you know I haven't had a panic attack now in three years I'm, I'm pleased to say just goes to show the strength of the mind you know but I started to really realized just how many people were going through that as entrepreneurs and not talking about it. And, you know, just having overcome that, I felt there was a real space to, you know, in the entrepreneur world to 
to launch a program or a, a business that supported entrepreneurs in that way. You just touched up on my next question, actually. Very few entrepreneurs talk about this openly. Mm. I, I know probably only a handful that might talk even like in a semi-closed audience a bit about it, but that's it. And at the same time, there's statistics that say entrepreneurs are more likely to actually suffer from burnout, depression, anxiety. Um, how big is this problem? Yeah, so I've, I've done some research and we've also done a lot of research in the early years of, of launching karma and you know talking to entrepreneurs running surveys um to find out you know how they were managing their well-being um from my knowledge um i know there was a recent study that cited that over 60 percent of entrepreneurs in the uk are struggling with stress and burnout and if you think about how many small businesses there are in the uk there's just under six million the last time that it was um you know surveyed that's you know over 3 million, you know, uh, 3.4 million um, entrepreneurs struggling with stress and burnout when you quantify it in that way. So, um, yeah, this is an issue that I feel is, you know, is something that really does need to be tackled. And, um, and, and as a result, that's something that we are doing actually this year from, from September onwards for five years, we're launching a campaign called Reignite, um, the Reignite project. And it's about helping entrepreneurs, supporting them to reduce those issues, um, around stress and burnout and, you know, what strategies can they take on board to try and improve their well-being and empower themselves, you know, to live a fulfilled life as an entrepreneur. Cause, you know, I believe we, we start our businesses with, you know, so much passion, ideas, you know, a long-term big goal and vision and what gets in the way is often you know issues that can be resolved with the right kind of support you know whether it's your mindset you know you've something telling you oh i can't do this i'm i'm not good enough or things that are just really unhelpful to you or when you struggle with your confidence along the way that's why you need support networks you know um, mentors coaches like-minded people in that space doing similar things so that it feels like you're in an environment where it's it's normal to have those ups and downs you know and then you can keep reaching that point and you know aiming to get to where you really want to be so our campaign is going to be centered around um, a five-year goal to reduce the issue of burnout in the UK by 10%, which means we want to impact the lives of at least 600,000 entrepreneurs um, and extend that worldwide as well. So any entrepreneur that we can impact through this campaign is is our big goal. Do you find that many entrepreneurs are still struggling to actually, you know, sign up to events about mental health, you know, kind of be vulnerable, you know, talk about the mm. talk about it? Mm. Or is that something that you think is changing slowly and place to your advantage as well that you actually get people attending your events yeah i think it's it's a work in progress in that sense we we get a mixture really i think we have to be you know, sensitive to the fact that if people really are struggling, they may be in a place where they don't feel open to talk about it. And so we're not here to, you know, say, this is what you need to do, you need to be opening up, but we're creating opportunities and platforms for people to connect with other like-minded people for, for those who, who do on some level want to improve their mindset and their well-being. I look at this in a similar way, um, as you would look at you know, nurturing physical health. So, you know, just earlier when I explained that I was having anxiety attacks on a regular basis to having not had one in three years now, you know, that's really just goes to show the strength of the mind and it's like exercising a mental muscle, you know. So really it is it is about a long-term um, commitment to improving your well-being, to improving your mindset and approach to how you manage challenges and face adversity and all those things. So there are lots of different tools and strategies that you can, you know, adopt and look into and, and have support with. 
um, to strengthen your mindset. And, and it just goes to show, you know, over time that really you can achieve that. But um, we do find um, that some people are sensitive to opening up about stuff. And, and the thing is, we're not a clinical company. That's the thing. You know, we are a, a startup. We are about empowering. So where we are, um, um, so how we support people, I mean, is that we intercept at that point where people feel like they are struggling with them, you know, with managing their mental health. It doesn't mean they've necessarily developed a mental health condition, but we want to prevent it from then on. We want to empower them and and stop that issue from developing for them. For some people, there is still that stigma attached to mental health. And I went through that, so I can relate to that feeling. So we're not there, um, you know, to be like, right, okay, you know, we've been through this. We come out the other side. You need to talk about your mental health as well. You know, it's like we are empowering people. We're saying it's okay to struggle. You know, we're trying to, um, you know, flip it on its head and approach mental health from the point of empowerment. And it's mental health is something we all have. It really is just about representing where your mindset is at, what your state of mind is currently at. And it's fluid and, you know, everything's temporary as well. We flow in and out of challenges. So there's no shame in saying that you're struggling and getting the help you need. So how, how does it work if I'm an entrepreneur and if I join Karmer or one of your events, how does it work? Like, how do you help me and how does it compare to other things out there? You know, um, I, I guess it's not a therapy session that you're doing no, right no. so like uh, how's the how's the process actually working and how does the journey look like for an entrepreneur and how much of that is also informed by your own experience sure i mean the whole company is underpinned by my experiences and um, and also my experience with others and mentoring others and what i found during that time so um yeah we have a variety of different services um i do sometimes you know do personal mentoring um but we have a lot of workshop and events and program opportunities to you know, create environments that get, you know, a number of entrepreneurs in one space to empower one another as well. So, um, you know, that's all on our website on our What We Offer page. And through the campaign, there's um, a number of ways that you can get involved. So we have a welcome pack on the Reignite page, which you can sign up to, download and find out all the different ways that you can get involved in the campaign. Mm -hmm. And that does include, you know, whether you'd like to get involved in any one of our um, services that we have, or if you're reading any of our articles or, you know, listening to podcasts or, you know, there's lots of different ways that we spread our message and it's about how our message is getting out there and impacting lives and that's what we want to do on a, on a big scale so we, our, our services are all underpinned by um, evidence-based research so everything we do is drawn from research um, I'm a business NLP practitioner myself neurolinguistic programming so a lot of what I do is underpinned by that as well um, you know and lots of different empowering techniques and exercises to help people shift their mindset in a really powerful way um, and we also collaborate with other really inspiring amazing practitioners in business development and mental health and coaching as well and mm. um, that come from different um, perspectives and they share their viewpoints mm. um, and exercises too so a lot of it is around mindset and that's really what sets us apart in the industry you know so there are a lot of amazing accelerator programs you know business courses out there that teach you the how-to of running a business and what we do is teach about you know the how-to of looking after yourself in business mm. so it's that practical aspect as well how do you scale this if your ambition is to impact 600,000 entrepreneurs alone in the UK it can't be just you right so <laughs> um, so how do you scale this can you build this into a product that you can launch um, talk us a bit through mm. through those plans yeah I think that's a really key point that you said there it's it never is just you that's the thing even when we talk about you know um, solopreneurs and you know people running businesses by themselves like even when I referenced earlier with me running a dance school and um, that only got me to a certain point and then I started to bring people on board so I was launching 
an events company, but then I did start having assistants and people supporting me, you know, in the classes and stuff. So I think no matter what you're doing, of course, you start out, you know, whether it's by yourself or with a business partner, or whatever the setup is. But if you are by yourself, it does um, get to a point where you can't physically do everything by yourself. So of course, you need other people to support the vision and and come on board. And that's how you grow and scale, right? You can't just scale necessarily as one person. Um, even if it's in the background, you know, what you don't always see all the time, it's other people supporting. So in terms of scaling, um, what has been a really valuable aspect of how we've um, got to this point, how we've grown is through partnerships and collaboration with others, other like-minded people who understand and appreciate our vision and share a similar ethos as well so that we can also provide support for them, you know, so it's like a two-way um, partnership. Yeah, so, you know, obviously it's about supporting them as much as they're supporting us, so we, we you know, partner with people who share similar ethos and values. We're not just impacting um, the lives of those who follow us, but also collaborate and partnering with other like-minded people and organizations whose audiences can also benefit from that message. Um, you know, we do obviously have our marketing strategy, our plan for growth and um, and how we promote our services. And, you know, I do a lot of speaking events myself. You know, I do podcast interviews and um, articles. I, I write a lot. You know, I've written my own book as well. So that's also, you know, a product that's, um, you know, accessible for people to, to purchase and find out more about, you know, our, our um, ethos of karma and, and my background, etc. So we're growing a lot of different products. And also one way that we're scaling is through digital platforms. So we've got a digital wellbeing training platform now. And, um, and the first one we've launched is the Karma Entrepreneur. So that's something that can be accessed from anywhere in the world. And so yeah, lots of really exciting plans for how we're growing. <laughs> the other day, I read an article by Ryan Holmes, the founder of Hootsuite, the, the social media management platform, yeah. and he talked about imposter syndrome. He, he was invited by his former university and he received the honorary doctorate and he felt like he was not worthy of it. He was being this entrepreneur, obviously Hootsuite being a very successful company, but surrounded by all these Nobel Prize laureates and all these people that in his view were like much more worthy of this achievement, right? So he wrote an article about that imposter syndrome. And I think that's something that's been prominent with many entrepreneurs that I meet as well that struggle with that. Do you have any strategies to overcome imposter syndrome? So really the feeling I'm not worthy of actually all this attention or achievement. Mm. Um, is there any strategies that entrepreneurs can use? Yeah, I mean, it's that's that's something that I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to in a way, because um, you're really putting yourself out there. You're putting yourself in a vulnerable position, you know, to 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 be like, these are my thoughts, these are my ideas, this is my product, you know, and and it's all come from from you, and it's it's like, you know, there's there's often. Um, that there's a, a likeness to raising a business like raising a child in a way you know it's like you know it's a, in the baby years beginning you know you need to sort of nurture it and really look after it and but it's all comes so much from from your place of you know your passion um and that's you know incredibly sensitive in a way and you know the dealing with the knockbacks here and there and you know picking yourself up and moving forward and building your resilience obviously it takes a lot of strength to keep doing that and moving forward especially to get to that point you know where he he uh, you know achieved that amazing doctorate i mean you know that's incredible um and i think it just it's it's quite amazing isn't it how you know even at that level where imposter syndrome can still creep in and rear its ugly head so so a technique i would suggest is um flipping the language number one so what language is it that you're telling yourself internally when that imposter syndrome rears its head um, i'd suggest writing down what is the language that's coming up what are the phrases that's coming up for you so what is what are the statements that are making you feel disempowered in that moment 
and consider how you can flip that statement on its head. So, you know, if, if for example, you're saying, I, I can't cope, if that's a phrase that comes up for you, how can you turn it around? For example, can you say, this feels challenging, but I know I can cope because essentially we have the resources within us, you know, to, to get by. And we've got experiences in our life that can show us and remind us in, you know, situations where we've been through something challenging and overcome it. So sometimes it's just about trying to reaccess that and remind ourselves of the strength we really do have. So whatever patterns coming up for you, writing them down, flipping them on its head, and then starting to train your mind mm. to believe those as truth. And it's not going to happen overnight. Like we say, it's like with physical health and mental health, it's the same kind of thing. You know, if you st- commit to a new exercise routine you don't just see results the next day you have to keep going keep committed and motivated it's the same kind of thing if you want to change a pattern of thinking it does take time so you have to really push through that natural resistance that we're hardwired with and um, and know that you'll get there um and and that's one of the techniques that that we go through in 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 a nutshell mental health itself is a challenge right um but what i'd like to talk next about is as entrepreneurs we often have teams right Uh, if you have a team for 20 30 40 50 100 people sitting there and you struggle with mental health how do you prevent your team being affected by it without just locking yourself away or how how do you deal with this Um, and it's one of the areas actually that's really growing in our services as a business is supporting organizations with embedding a well-being strategy and actually how do you create a mentally healthy culture at work so i believe it does stem from the culture that you um, embed Um, so as the visionary as the leader as the ceo of a business you have such um, influence you know in and how that filters through so if you're struggling with mental health yourself first thing is you're human, you know, and everyone at one point or another struggles with their mental health. You know, we all have ups and downs. We all have personal struggles or business struggles, whatever it is. So actually understanding that and and again, reinforcing that to yourself. I'm not alone. I'm not alone in this. You know, I'm, I'm by far not the only person going through this is in step one. You know, it's really important to remind yourself you're only human. Um, and I think there's an element of honesty that's important, you know, like I, I'm quite open with my story, for example, and all those that work within my team are really aware of that and they know what I've been through and they know how I've overcome it. And if I'm having a challenging day, I'll just be like, oh, you know what, it's a bit tough today. And I'll just be quite open about it because I think where the um, struggle can come is when we resist, you know, when we have that resistance and actually research has shown that the more we resist unhelpful feelings and things that we just don't want to deal with and they're uncomfortable and we're trying to just move past it without really dealing with what is the issue for us what with what is the issue for us is um you know it just keeps manifesting and it will stay there it doesn't just go away because like i said the mind body connection is so interlinked and it's so powerful so it's your body's way of sending you a signal when something's not right you know when something doesn't feel right so it's important to pay attention to that and there's lots of ways of course about of going about that but in terms of communicating with your team um there's obviously a level you want to keep um you know in terms of inspiring them motivating them but just having that little edge of honesty as well with you know if you are struggling a bit or just need a little bit of time or whatever then at least they kind of they know and then there's going to be no um, misinterpretation or misunderstanding you know if you're not feeling your best if they misinterpret maybe you know your mood or how you've said something as something they've done you know that's what you kind of want to avoid so having a level of honesty and openness you know can be one way of managing that as well but it's that is embedded I believe in the culture that you're setting at work so then you set that precedence for everybody and say you know let's be open about how we're feeling and you know, because then if you take that step forward to just say, I'm having a bit of a you know rubbish day, then you've got support around you. You're encouraging the team to support one another, you know, and whether that you need to take a little break and then come back to your work, you know, that's fine. And actually research has shown it's, you know, when we take those little breaks in the day, 
our mind can only really cope on, um, you know, sort of focusing on one main task or a series of tasks for up to about 90 minutes or so before it starts to get tired. So actually powering through and not having breaks isn't really necessarily good for our well-being. So actually encouraging little breaks and, you know, just um, what, what you know, doing little things that make us happy is important. So it's what culture are you setting at work is really key. But I think it can be inspiring for people as well to see people at the top, so to speak, you know, or the, the top of the a business or, you know, leading a business, um, actually being open about having days where they don't necessarily feel their best and that's okay. And then, you know, things are temporary and they move on. As we're coming to the end of this episode, if I'm an entrepreneur and listen to this podcast, or if I'm just starting out to be an entrepreneur and want to avoid running into mental health issues, what are the tangible things that uh, karma might be able to help me with or that I might be able to do to to uh, watch my mental health. So if you go onto our website, which is thisiskarma.com, um, you'll see a pop-up that comes up where you can enter your details and then we'll send you a downloadable checklist, which is called Wayfinder to Wellbeing. So that gives you five actionable steps that you can take today to nurture your mindset um, and look after yourself. So that's the first step that I would suggest um, that we can support with. And of course, there are lots of other ways that we can help. I've got my book as well, which is called This is Karma, and that's available on Amazon and Waterstones and a few other online retailers as well. Um, so that's quite easy to find. And that's also on our website. So basically everything's on our website, but um, just, yeah, take a look at the, what we offer page, see what we do, um, you know, t take a look at what you feel would benefit you at this stage. And um, just, of course, get in touch if you have any questions, or would like to talk about anything specific. Thanks very much for joining today. Um, I wish you all the best on the journey. It's amazing what you've already accomplished. Um, but I wish you all the best on the journey of uh, helping 600,000 entrepreneurs just <laughs> in the you. UK. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Mikey. Thank you. This was Impact Hustlers. Impact Hustlers is brought to you by Waira UK, part of Telefonica Open Future. Learn more about Waira on www.waira.co.uk. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share the episode, leave us a review and consider becoming a supporter on buymeacoffee.com slash impact hustlers. This means a lot to me. Thank you very much for tuning in and see you next time. Bye.